Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The information on this podcast is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content is for general information purposes only. Thanks for listening to the 50 Shades of K podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth K, and today's podcast is going to get a little serious because as we know with life, there are good days and there are bad days. There's times to laugh and there's times to be serious. And the month of September is Suicide Prevention Month. Yes, the whole month. The like whole the month. First, the first week, the 10th through the 16th or 17th is like the week. The 10th is the actual day, but the whole month is really dedicated to suicide prevention. And that voice is my friend Andy Riggs, Riggs from the Morning Show 103.7 KISS FM, who has an outstanding podcast, and you talk a lot about mental health. Yeah. What is your podcast called? Uh, Riggs Off the Radio, but I do something called Mental Health Monday, and I capitalize the men and mental health uh, because I, I like to direct it towards men. because I think that men are the worst at talking about their feelings. And yes. if you look at suicide rates... Men are actually way higher than women. Like, it's like men in their 50s, working age men, are the highest rates of suicides out there. Right Which now. is why the conversation needs to be had. And mm-hmm. that's why we're talking about it today on the podcast. But also because this just spontaneously was brought up. Riggs and I were just in the jock lounge and we were talking about a mutual friend of ours, a guy by the name of Jason, who used to work here at the radio station for quite a few years. Yeah. Yesterday, we all here at the radio station found out the news that he had lost his battle with depression. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the proper way of saying it? There's different ways to say it. Because you're not supposed to say committed suicide. Right. Well, there's, there's died from suicide, completed suicide. Death by suicide. Death by lost suicide. Lost their life by suicide. Ended their own life. Uh, took their own life. Uh, committed suicide. I mean, it's it's uh, it's still said a lot in the news and the media and on TV, and that goes back to the era when suicide used to be illegal. It used to be against the illegal? law. Illegal? Yeah, which seems weird. Who like, would pay what the fine here? then? I don't know, which is weird. What go, what went on here? This man shot himself. You're under arrest. You know, it seems very odd, but it used to be a crime, and it it was always very taboo. Suicide. It is very taboo. I there, mean, even th- back. Our- Back in the day when someone would die from suicide, they would be like, oh, they, they had a heart attack. It was an accident. Something happened. Well, they they I, never took their own life. So that's where the committed comes from. I mean, you can't commit cancer. You can't commit kidney failure. So you can't really commit suicide. And the word suicide, committed is because it was sort of a crime. Right, commit a crime. Right. You can commit arson. You can commit burglary. You can't commit suicide. Suicide is like the final answer to depression. It's the, the, the decision that someone decides to make because they... They, they don't know what else to do. In that moment, they just want the pain and everything going on in their head to stop. They want it all to end, and they don't know how else to end it. And even if you're there for them and you're talking to them, that was the thing with our friend Jason, too. That's, that's exactly what I was just going to say. With Jason yesterday, it started on, on Facebook, on social media, and you were one of the people that commented on the feed because that was that was his ultimate last message Elizabeth, to it, everyone. The whole thing unveiled in front of my in front of my eyes, like as it was happening. When he posted that, I got a message from one of our former former coworkers that he had just said that he was ending his life on his own terms. Actually, put this on his. He Facebook. said goodbye. I went to his page. He had just posted it twenty minutes ago. I tried calling him. I tried texting him, 
it happened within that hour. When it, and you had just helped Jason move. And I had just helped him move. I had just been to his fiance's funeral. He'd been dealt a really bad hand. Well, yeah, and that's when we talk about mental health and, and suicide. He lost his best friend. Yes, to suicide. And his fiance to suicide. And the fiance, he talked about that on on Facebook. And so those of us here that were Facebook friends with him heard about that. But just and I went back on Facebook, and this is what you do when when someone passes away. You kind of go back to social media, and you're kind of looking, and, and and in this case, looking for clues and things. He had just commented on a photo of mine three weeks ago, and I messaged him knowing that he had lost his fiance. Hey, how are you doing? And he said he was doing well. Yeah, that's the thing. And and look at what happened yesterday morning. Yeah, and sometimes it's heartbreaking. Those words are important. That are you okay? It's, it's important to ask people that, but it's also important to be genuine with it. And sometimes the people that that are depressed and they're in this dark spot, they don't see it as genuine. Even if you are genuine, you're coming from them it's come from a place with a good, warm heart. If I'm asking, are you okay? You think as a depressed person that's in this dark place, you're just doing this to appease me, just to kind of push me along so I'll appease you back and say yeah I'm fine I'm great and I understand I was not his closest friend so no, perhaps I wasn't I was, either perhaps I, I wasn't the person that he would maybe talk to or open up to but you can't help but sit back now as someone that's here and he's not and thinking God you wish you could have done more I mean on that Facebook feed you see all these people saying has someone called the police have they contacted the family has yeah. someone gone to the house I mean the whole thing unraveled right on Facebook yeah. yesterday I helped with some of that too I mean I was reaching out to his mother saying you need to call Jason right now something's not right this is a very disturbing post so uh he was even there for me when I lost my uncle I lost and a, that's, I lost I lost yeah. an uncle last year to suicide Talk about that He was like the quintessential happy fun you you know me. I'm a goofy guy. I like hanging out. I like making jokes. I always like being the fun of the party. I don't like talking about depressing stuff like this, but I like to take people away from it. He was the same way. We we enjoyed joking around at family events and doing goofy goofy impressions and things like that. He was always laughing. Yeah. Right? And he was always asking how everybody else was doing, even if he got a new job. I mean, he worked for a bank. He got crazy. I mean, he made tons of money. He was so successful. He had a beautiful wife. He had three awesome kids. No one in their right mind would think that this guy is depressed. Like, he's so happy. He's just a fun guy. And to get the news that my uncle killed, you know, took his own life was just, it was devastating. I, I, there's so many you answers. Had no, you had no idea. No idea. So many questions. So many questions. I had just seen him two weeks before he died. Two What's weeks? the aftermath now like with the family? It's terrible. Because suicide, you can't blame anyone. Like a car crash, you can at least rationalize a car crash. Someone was drinking. Someone wasn't paying attention. You can rationalize a disease like a cancer or some sort of, you know, you know, it's final. You know, it's coming. I lost a cousin to muscular dystrophy. We knew it was coming. You can see it coming yeah. down the road. It's yeah. sad. It doesn't make it any less sad. But with a suicide, there's no answers and you don't have anybody to blame. You don't have anything to say. So you start blaming each other. You start blaming yourself. The parents blame themselves. What could we have done raising him? Did we do something wrong? Were we not there for him? His wife starts to question herself. What could I have done? His kids, were we not nice to him enough? Should I not have been mean to him? I mean, his kids are going through like horrible things that they said to him. Just, you've said, you know, could I say bad words? Yeah. You can, you've said shitty things to your parents before. Yeah. That you, you you regret and you come back and you're like, oh, okay. But could you imagine if you said something terrible to your father and three days later they took their own life? I mean, you would, you how, would, how do you live with yourself? So it creates all these problems within the family, this horrible ripple effect afterwards. The pain is passed on. So all of the pain that he felt inside of him when he took his life is now passed on to his wife, to yeah. his kids, to his cousins, to his nephews, his nieces, his brothers and sisters, his parents. 
it's all passed on. It's just suicide is such a different death. It's just, it's a different animal. Well, and it's, it's so hard to, to sit here and talk and I can't put my, I can't put my headspace in someone else's you can't. He- headspace that's at that point. If no. they're at that point, I mean, I was telling Riggs, our families dealt with suicide also and some, some, some attempts um, that weren't successful, but then there were family friends that unfortunately it was successful. And the gentleman that we know who was a dentist and had a beautiful wife and five kids, young kids who ended up taking his own life. That was such a tragedy because in the way that he did it, and we're not supposed to really discuss that. Yeah. You don't want to get too much in details. It, it, in details I mean, I but... it was such a way to, it showed everyone how badly this person was suffering. Yeah. And that's heartbreaking because on the outside looking in, it's like you had all these reasons yeah. to, to be here. And Imagine Dragons, actually, the lead singer of Imagine Dragons, when we saw them at Summerfest this year, he talked about mental health on stage and and depression and what he's struggled with. And he's been very vocal about that, the lead singer. But he also said to people in the crowd, he said, if you're thinking this, don't rob us of you. Yeah, We need, we need you. You're important. Yeah. You have something to do here on this earth. Yeah. You have something to offer. There's a reason why you're here. Did you see his documentary he did? No. About the Church of Mormonism? Oh, because he was raised a Mormon. Yeah. yeah. Well, teen suicides are a big epidemic in Utah because of Mormonism, because Mormonism is such a very strict religion, and it's kind of governed by this little board of people that run the Mormon church, and they don't accept gay marriage at all. So you have these kids that are gay, that don't know what to do, that are being told by their parents in their church, the Mormon church, that it's wrong, that it's immoral, and they don't know what to do. And they're turned away from their family, their family shuns them, and they're thrown out on the street, and they end up taking their own lives, and it's horrible. But he did this whole documentary, um, I forget what it's called, Believer, I believe is what it's called. It's on HBO. It's really good. I would 100% yeah, recommend it. It's I, a really I, good I definitely documentary. don't want to watch it. But it's all about the uh, the LGBTQ and their perception of the Mormon church and the Mormon church perception of them and how people are telling him just to walk away from the church. But he was like, no, it's not about that. It's about the principle and standing up for what I believe in. And so he started this whole Love Loud music festival. It's really good. Check it out. It's called Believer on HBO. But Well, we just did a segment on our radio stations across the country on Sunday. It's called I'm Listening. Mm-hmm. And if you missed the broadcast, you can go to imlistening.org. And yes. it all talks about ending the stigma of talking about mental health and suicide, kind of like what we're trying to do here right now on today's podcast. And they brought a lot of athletes on and celebrities and people from all different walks of life that have struggled with mental health or suicidal thoughts. And then you can join the conversation too. hashtag I'm listening if you have a story to share. I mean, it's ongoing. This is an ongoing campaign. And that's where our station's broadcasting this. And then the next day, hearing about a former coworker that worked here at the station, just again, taking his own life, it was... It's like, did you feel like you were in a fog yesterday? Yeah. Like, it just felt like I went to the store and I made it a point to make eye contact with every single person that walked by me because I felt this helplessness because of what Jason mm-hmm. had done, but this need to want to say to someone, I see you mm-hmm. and, and and you matter. Yeah. And you may be going through some crap. We all have some kind of crap that yeah. we're going through. Everybody has their own struggle on the inside. Yeah, exactly. But that's... That was one of the takeaways I took from the I'm Listening campaign is just reaching out to people, talking to someone. I mean, even if it's as simple as you go on the Facebook page and every day they tell you a Facebook friend that has a birthday, yeah. message them, maybe yeah. even privately. Hey, happy birthday. Hope you're doing well. Yeah. But what have you heard from some of the podcasts that you've done? Because you've talked to professionals. I have. You and I are just here talking as as friends that have now recently 
you know, gone through this with yeah. someone that we know mutually. What do the professionals say? I mean, sometimes people go on these antidepressant medications to feel better, and that makes them feel suicidal, yeah. gives them suicidal thoughts. So yeah, um, they're trying to get better, but they're still struggling. As far as like depression and anxiety, I mean, those are all. There's so many things that it just—it's like a big ball of yarn of mental mental illnesses. You could have anxiety, and it can spring into obsessive compulsive disorder, or bipolar disorder, eating disorders. There's all sorts of branches of mental illnesses, but they all kind of stem from the two main ones, which are like a, a depression and anxiety. And the thing about suicide, I do work with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and we're doing a walk in Milwaukee. I don't know. This is like a national podcast, I guess. Yeah. I can talk about a local Milwaukee Yeah, thing. yeah, but yeah, no, pe- people all over the U.S. Georgia. do listen well, to I mean, it. Milwaukee, uh, they're all over the country. They're called Out of the Darkness Walks, and the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention puts these on. And one of the things that I found fascinating in learning about suicide and talking to people about suicide is that it's it's actually okay if you've thought about taking your own life. And some people think and they feel ashamed because they've thought about ending their life. And they think, I shouldn't have those thoughts. This is bad. And then you start internalizing it. But actually recognizing it and knowing and acknowledging that you've thought about that and then understanding why and being able to move forward is actually very therapeutical and can be good for you. And it's good to talk about it. And that's why they have things like the Crisis Text Line and the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. It's 1-800-273-8255, where you can text hello to 741-741. You can text someone. You can call someone. There's people that are listening that will talk you through all of this. And there's... And these um, are professionals, too. That yeah, these can, are all licensed counselors that are there. And they can maybe direct you to something locally, too, even though you might be talking to someone that's in Washington. They may sure. be able to find some way to connect you to someone wherever it is that you live. Yeah, and that suicide prevention hotline is not just for someone if you're thinking about taking your own life. It's for somebody like you or I. If we think somebody like our friend Jason is in trouble, if you have a friend that you think is in a situation you can call them and say, hey, I have a friend that I'm really concerned about. They've been acting a little strange lately. They've been kind of pulling back from social things. Mm-hmm. They haven't really been themselves, and I'm really concerned about them. What are some things I can say to them? And they can give you some really good starter questions to kind of reach a That's conversation. That's really helpful because I feel very ignorant with you this topic. You don't know what to do. Yeah, you don't know what to do. And some, and it's sometimes it involves a very uncomfortable question like, have you thought about taking your own life? It's an uncomfortable question, but it's a question that starts a conversation. Well, and it's a question that's so direct it is. that that may be what someone needs to hear to feel like, okay, they're asking me, so it's okay to answer yes. Yes, I have. Why? Well, you know, I've been having, and then this conversation starts, and all of a sudden, it's not about ending their life. They're just upset about something. They have a lot of things going, it's, it's all piling up in their head. But because they can't get that out, it may lead them to that decision of ending mm-hmm. their own life. And you don't want them to. So I found that out about the suicide prevention hotline. It's great for people, even if you aren't thinking about taking your own life. It's good for friends or family members if you have a loved one. So that's that's kind of what I've learned in my mental health crusade. So This is why Riggs is on the podcast. Yeah. Because you've... You've really gone through a lot I in have. the last year. Well, ever since my uncle ended his life, and I've seen what it did to his family and my, my whole family in general, and I've seen other suicides on a national scale between Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade. Those were big ones. Those were, but even but think the, the, about all, the Chester Bennington yeah. suicide, yeah. the lead singer of Linkin Park. Yeah. The video that his wife posted mm-hmm. that said this is what depression looks like. It was what the day or two before he was playing games with his kids. And it's scary because he, he, was, he, was, he was open about his depression and his wanting to end his life. I mean, listen to Linkin Park songs. Yeah. In the end, it never really matters. 
and listen to some of their lyrics. They're depressing. Well, lyrics. even I mean, the they, last they song s- that he, the single he had on the air, heavy. Yeah. He listened to the lyrics of that song. Mm-hmm. It's all yeah. Right, yeah. If this is a podcast that is uh, resonating with you, or if you feel that maybe there's someone in your life that needs, I guess, an outlet or someone to talk to, Riggs referenced the phone number before. Yeah, it's 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-TALK. T-A-L-K. Talk. And we will link it up at 991themix.com on the podcast page, which if you go to the mix page and click Media Zone, that tab below there, it says 50 Shades of K, and then that's yeah. where you can get this information too, but you're not alone. I mean, no. I feel like anxiety and these thoughts, I can't generalize and say everyone feels them, but nowadays, it's, it's hard to find people that don't. 44 million people in a, in a year that suffer from mental illness and depression. It's crazy. Which, it shouldn't be taboo. No. It's like it's like if you have cancer, you have something going on with your body, yeah. and you go to a doctor, and you, you get help, and you it. talk to somebody, and you talk about it. Why wouldn't you talk about your brain? I talked to a friend yesterday, a guy in the office that said... Uh, he was like, I don't really like to talk about it. I've, I've had depression, and I take medication, and I go, why? I go, would you feel weird talking about pills you took for your blood pressure? He said, no. And I go, well, why? What's the difference? There is no difference. But I think the difference is the way the people have treated people yeah. in the past that well, the say past, that. Because like, if, oh, if I came to you yeah. and I said, oh, I have high blood pressure, oh, okay, well, what, what are you eating? How are you handling it? Are you working out? I feel like there's a fear with people that if you say, oh, I went and talked to my therapist— and yeah, I've, oh, I, you're depressed. They're a crazy person. They're it, unstable. That's what's wrong. Yeah. That's what's wrong for people to feel that way. Yeah, and I think that's the stigma that needs to be broken that about is mental illness. What yeah. needs to be broken? And what is that date that you're doing the walk? October 14th in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's at Humboldt Park. But there's a bunch of them around the country. So if you go to AFSP.org, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, there's out of the darkness walks around the whole country. There's even two really big ones that move around. I think it was Philadelphia and Dallas this year where it's an overnight walk that starts at, I think, I want to say 7 or 8 o'clock and walks okay. all night. So the walk ends at dawn, so you're literally walking out of the darkness. So it's the symbolism of How about that? getting out of the darkness and that dark state that people can be in with depression and getting suicidal. It doesn't need to be like that. It doesn't. Yeah. Well, thank you, Rig, so much for the time. Thanks for and having me. And again, go to 991themix.com. We'll have everything linked up there. And maybe this podcast will encourage someone and motivate them and inspire them to yeah. to reach out to someone that's suffering or to reach out if you are someone that's suffering and get some help. Dude, reach out to me. I don't care. I say that all the time. Please. And, and people do. <laughs> Please. Even when I posted um, about Jason on Facebook, I posted one because this is a friend and I want, I don't know his family members. And I wanted them to see like, Hey, he, he mattered to me. Yeah. You know, he was a great guy and he was a fun coworker, but also to, not get attention, but to get a, you know increase awareness about it. That's hard too. Because I, I posted about it twice yesterday, and I think I don't want it to be an attention grab. As, it's not coming off as self-serving, right? But to me, I think my my mission of suicide prevention has been pretty strong over the last year. So I feel like it's almost owed that I I, I need to post something when something like that happens. Yeah. Well, and, and I think everybody should, and it's not self-serving of yourself. It's it's. Especially to to get rid of the stigma, too, to yeah. talk about it. Yeah. But it's also the platforms that we have as sort of public figures. Yeah, I put on my post, I said, if you're reading this, we're, we're connected in some way. So reach out to me. I'm here for you because yeah. we're connected. And that's how, you know, like you said on the podcast, you're not alone. We're here for you. So thanks so much, Riggs. I appreciate thank it. Thank you, Elizabeth. And thank you for listening to the 50 Shades of K podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, share with a friend and make sure to subscribe. Thanks for listening.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.